Hello, this is Spice. This is Salty. Welcome to another episode of the 3BY Podcast. In honor of being in Iowa today, the Midwest bicycle capital, we're going to talk about... Bicycles as preps. I'm often shocked at the people who overlook the power of the ubiquitous bicycle as a prep. It just, it amazes me, in fact, to the situation where people will be uh, building bug-out bags. I'm not opposed to bug-out bags, obviously. You know, they're talking about spending all this time building a bug-out bag that you put on your back and then you slowly walk somewhere. When at the same time, what you could do is build a bug-out bag, put it on a bicycle so you don't have to carry the dumb thing, and get there in a fourth of the time. On the why bother entry, bicycles are the single most efficient machine ever devised that's human-powered for getting people and some loads from point A to point B with the fewest calories and the highest speed. Yeah, I mean, bicycles are great. And we're going to go over, you know, obviously, you know, people, everybody knows bicycle. You've probably got one in your garage. And you, frankly, there's a good chance you don't ride it. And we're going to talk about that. It's also but a good chance it doesn't fit you. There's a very good chance it doesn't fit you. If you don't ride it, it probably doesn't fit you. So let's go, let's just briefly get into bicycles themselves and their usefulness as a prep. So we have, we have two kinds of bicycles in our house. We have bicycles that we can use as preps, and we have bicycles that are we love to ride but are totally and entirely useless as a prep. My road bike. Not a prepper's machine. Uh, it's a, a Trek Madown WSD, woman-specific design. It's it's a road bike. It's a road bike. 650 wheels, uh, fast, 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 good, climb, climbs like a goat. Small, fast, delicate, It's a wouldn't uh, be incredibly sturdy, no good to ride on weight, and has terrible traction on bad roads, wet roads, and impossible on gravel. All those things make it a bad prep. I actually have used it as a prep once. My car refused to go. Salty's car was off with Salty. I had to get to work. Okay. I can ride uh, the bicycle as a prep to work, and that was fine. Works about for, so, you know, works a, a two-lane highway about 25 miles for her to get to work. And um, we don't normally ride on that highway because it's very narrow and lots of hills, and it's very difficult to see. I, I just You don't feel safe riding on that particular road. So that's not an everyday ride for her. We have yeah. roads we ride on, but they're but much lower traffic. The last time I got run off that road by a car is going to be the last time I got run off that road by a car. Right, the biggest now, problem for me is not the hills and, and not the road itself. It's... It's one of those roads where drivers feel entitled to not have to slow down. So they'll do anything to avoid having to slow down until they can pass safely. We have, a, we have another road near our, that leaves our town and goes a different direction that is great for bicycling, even though there's very, very hilly and even though there's tight turns, because everybody in town uses that as the road they walk on and the road they bicycle on. It goes out to... Uh, an area where people are used to seeing cyclists. And lots of farmers with slow equipment, which requires the same sort of driving. 
So Roads often used by farmers are good roads for cycling often. So, yeah, we're in good shape on that as far as that goes. But as a prep, not so much. Now, I have a bicycle that that I bought because, I, well, first of all, I've always wanted a trike, an adult trike. I've always wanted one. And I bought a Worksman brand. I'll go ahead and tell the brand because they're very well made. Worksman brand industrial tricycle. And this tricycle has an overall weight limit of it can carry 500 pounds. I don't, I'm a big guy, but I don't weigh 500 pounds. I don't weigh anywhere near 500 pounds. So you can put, you know, as much as the, I mean, you can put as much as you stuff on this, on this tricycle on it, and it won't squat it. It won't do anything to it. It's designed for it. So we got that. It's perfect. We get a situation where you have to haul water. We can haul water. Uh, we can go to the grocery store, put our groceries in the back of it. If the grocery store happens to be not a real grocery store, but you have to go pick up you know, stuff from somebody's house anywhere around, we can go do that on the bicycle or the tricycle. In the unlikely event, we had to do more larger scale planting outside of town. You could put a bunch of seed in that sucker and your water jug for the day and a couple tools and be able to get out there four times as fast and with a quarter of the work as everyone else. You could actually set a supper, me and her, both on the, on the tricycle and take it somewhere. So we got this. We've also got, um, each of us has at least one. I think we, I actually have two. She has one. Uh, loaded touring bikes. And what a loaded touring bike is, is a bicycle made. You, you've seen the people doing the cross-country tours with the panniers on the front, the panniers on the back. And, you know, that's a loaded touring bike. That's actually my regular bike. That's what I ride. I'm a big guy, and I like to have a really solid bike on me. Panniers being the uh, big side pockets you attach to rails, and they... Hang one on each side of the bicycle over the front or the rear tires. They can hold a decent amount of weight, and they are nicely balanced. So, yeah, we do those. And uh, to me, that bicycle right there, what we just described, a touring bike, is the answer to the bike out back. Now, they have, you can get different kinds of, of touring bikes. You get the ones like we have, which are road-based. But you can get also get an all-terrain-based touring bike, which is much more of a mountain-type bicycle. It isn't truly a mountain bike. You're not going to go single-tracking with it. Um, they don't know what that is. No. Some You're of them not don't. going to go down the off those hairy, crazy trails at Moab, or you're not going to be hucking yourself off the side of a mountain with this thing. It's not a downhill bike. You're not going to be making big leaps and jumps with it. But you can go on, on some pretty remote trails with this bicycle. And I'm going to tell you, it's just so much, even if you have to push it, it's so much easier pushing a load on a bicycle and letting the bicycle carry the weight than it is to carry the weight on your own back. That's how the Vietnamese supplied the uh, North Vietnamese Army through most of the Vietnamese War, is trains of guys with bicycles carrying the munitions and things over the mountains. The Ho Chi Minh Trail was a bicycle path. You know, even though they didn't ride it most of the time because their bicycles were so loaded, they're using it, the bicycle, as a cart. So whenever I see people talking about their bug-out bags, I, I I can understand, you know, doing a get-home bag, you keep in your car. We keep one of those. We do we keep a three-day get-home type bag in our cars. I get that. Something that's easy to carry. But if you're going to bug out, bug out, why would you bug out and limit yourself what you can carry to on your back when you can actually take a lot more 
uh, vital stuff, important stuff, and put it on your bicycle. I don't know. I, I don't understand the the lack of the inclusion of the of the simple bicycle in most people's prepping plans. So here's the biggest difference I see between why my road bike is not a prep and my touring bike is not, even though they're both basically built for riding on the road. The touring bike is a heck of a lot more sturdy. Downside of that is it weighs more, but it's going to weigh more because it's a lot more sturdy. It's got wider tires, so it can handle a lot more types of road surfaces. It handles bad road surfaces much better. And you could put knobby tires and things on it, so it doesn't matter if it's rain. I've ridden it in a, a little bit of sleet or gunk on the road, which is dicey, but it's much more workable with that kind of tire. It's okay in mud, but mostly it's about being okay in gravel roads or when you run into a little junk. One big improvement of bicycles over automobiles when you're using it to try and get from one place to another in an emergency situation is if there is one of these bridges out over the little bitty streams, I have before had to get somewhere. You pick up the bicycle, put it on your shoulder, walk in and out of the little stream. It's not much fun, but that is entirely impassable on a car. So you got sturdiness, you want the wider tires, you want a frame that you can attach racks to and hang the panniers from because that's a much better balanced and uh, workable way to carry a weight on a bicycle. Trying to do it with the weight on your back, you're a lot more likely to tip over because the center of gravity is way too high. Um, One of the things that we did when we looked at our at finding the place. We knew we were going to find some place next door to where we lived. We didn't want some place right next door to where we lived because, I mean, I mean it's, it's not the idea. We wanted a, a little a little distance. But the limiting thing on the place was it had to be easily within a day's ride or less on a bicycle. And even though it's not right next door, it's easily within a day's ride. It's not even not even a day's ride from where we. If you're fully loaded, it might possibly be a day's ride, but we've ridden twice as far, three times as far in a day. My personal best is 127 miles in a day, and hers is 100. And, oh my goodness, I don't even remember what yours is. 167. I remember because I felt them all. <laughs> yeah, 167 miles in a day is hers. Yeah, and that's a whole different story that we're not going to really tell on the podcast. But she but did go 167 miles in a day. You don't have to be an, an Uber cyclist for this to be useful for you. No, not at These all. are useful for getting around town, either when cars aren't working or parking isn't available or there's no gas or there's been an EMP that's fried the electronics. It's very useful short-distance transportation for all those purposes. Now, we're not, there's a billion resources on bicycles on the net, so we're not going to really go into that. But what we are going to do is we're going to talk about two things that I think every prepper who's serious about using a bicycle should pay attention to. Which two did you have in mind? The bicycle needs to be, one, of good quality, and two, it needs, and this is the more important of the two, 
It needs to fit you. Okay, we're going to talk about three things eventually, but hit those two first. One, it needs to be of good quality. You can go to Wally World, and you can go to Target, and you can buy a $60 bicycle. And if all you're going to do is tool around your, your neighborhood, you might get by with it, especially if you're five foot seven and you weigh 160 pounds. Because that's who they're designed for. Exactly. But if you're not five foot seven, and if you don't weigh 160 pounds, those bicycles are not going to fit you. So, and also, those $60 bicycles are junk. They're absolutely junk. The wheels don't hold up. They rust. Uh, they're just thrown together in China. Just don't do that. If you're serious about using a bicycle as a prep, you don't have to spend a ton of money. You can end up with a heavy bicycle, but one that's of good quality. Um, bicycle designer and former racer Keith Bontrager famously said, uh, when it comes to bicycle design, light, cheap, strong. Pick two. Because you don't get three. You don't get three. If you're a prepper, cheap and strong is what you go for. Because you don't really need light, because you're going to use it to... If you haven't bicycled a lot, let me tell you, a big man will, or somebody carrying loads on a bike, will lose spokes off the wheels and lose bottom brackets, which is where the pedals attach to the bike, more often than you would guess. Yes. Uh, Salty has gone through lots and lots of both of those pieces learning this yeah, I'm a big piece fella. of information. And I, being a much smaller individual, have gone through precisely none of either. Yeah, I, I go through bottom brackets. My, my legs are pretty powerful, so I go through bottom brackets a lot. In fact, I actually went to the bike store several years ago. and Because I, I, I've always had trouble with wheels. Because I ride hard. I hit a pothole at Papa Spoken. So I went to the bike store several years ago, and I told him, I said, okay, I don't care about the money. I don't care how heavy they are. But I want a set of wheels where only two things on this planet survive the apocalypse. One is cockroaches because you can't do anything about them. And two is this set of wheels you're going to build for me. That's how strong I want them. Because I'm a big guy, and if I need to carry a load, it's got to be strong. I personally think of those as his cockroach wheels. <laughs> but oddly enough, they fit his loaded touring bike almost as if we had a plan. Almost as if we had a plan. And uh, I want to be able to drop 150, 200 pounds on that bicycle and not have my wheels explode. And while you're at it buying a good bike, buy a, an extra set or two of the consumables you're going to need. Oh, yes, and carry them with you. Uh, tools, uh, spare tubes. Spare tubes, patch kits. Yeah. Uh, we'll go ahead and admit that we ride our bike in the summer quite a bit on the Katy Trail. Okay, we do. We're in Missouri. Yeah. We're in Missouri. It's Big shock. Yeah, it goes halfway across. The, well, it goes almost all the way across. It's a the gravel rail trail. It's a gravel rail trail. Recreational trail. And uh, you talk about people who, you can tell people who aren't preppers. Uh, I carry extra bottles of water, and I carry them with me. 
because and I put them in the the pannier of the bicycle. I take I carry actually sealed water water bottles. And they're not for me. They're for people I see on the trail who are halfway between two towns. And these towns are eight to ten miles apart, so it's a pretty good walk in the summer when it's hot who didn't think to bring water. Or you'll pass the people who are standing there looking hopelessly at a bike with a flat tire because they have the sort of wheels that require a wrench to get off. They don't have the wrench. They don't have a spare tube. They don't have have a pump. And they want to know how far it is to town. Yeah. It's a very long walk for you, and there's a mosquito-infested swamp along your way. So sorry for you. Yes. (laughs) Some of those people we can help with our spares, but not all of our stuff fits generic KD trail bike you might run across. Yeah. So, have spare consumables. And all the tools it takes uh, to, to get the tires off. Spare links for chains. So if you break a chain, you have the means to fix a chain. Uh, know how to do that. Have a lube for the chain, because you're going to want to keep the equipment in good shape. Going to need a lot of that. All of that stuff takes not much money and not much space. But it will make a considerable difference if you end up having to use the bicycle for an extended period of time. So, my advice is, if you've got a bike in the garage and you just don't ride it because it doesn't fit, then you can consider that to be a pushable wheelbarrow type thing that you can rig racks to, prepping-wise. But if it were me, I'd just get rid of it. And go get yourself a, a decent bike. They're a decent bike, something like a hybrid bike that can have a back rack. You can get these bikes for a couple three hundred dollars at a bike shop that fits you. Certainly less than five hundred dollars. Hybrid bikes are sometimes called disease bikes because a lot of people use them on charity rides right. to benefit various diseases, like the infamous uh, MS one fifty right rides. Uh, they are a hybrid between something you'd use out on the trails and a road bike. They're kind of a gravel road bike or rough pavement kind of bike. They're a good answer as a prep bike. I, I use one of them as my around-the-town bike. But make sure you've got one that's got the attachment points so you can put a rack on it and actually have a rack. Yeah, just put you, a rack on it. Uh, I just put a rack on it and leave a rack on it. It's much more balanced that way. If you've got a kid you need to carry around, make sure you've got the right kind of uh, bike trailer. Yes. And bike trailers are great to have anyway, even if you don't have a kid, because you can haul stuff in them. That would be one of our preps if we didn't have the trike. Yeah. It still might be one of our preps one of these days. Sure, because I don't have a trike. And even if you're planning to bug out into the wilderness, you can still use a bike trailer. Look up Bob, B-O-B, bike trailers. They make Bob bike trailers for mountain bikes. For, for single-track mountain biking, for, you know, everything but hucking yourself off the side of a mountain. And, yes, there are people who do that. I haven't actually gotten one yet for the far corners of the place, but yeah. I've seriously considered it because it's a way to get my tools to places where the pickup truck or whatever won't go. So, we just okay. wanted to give you a heads-up on bicycles. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah. Know how to ride it and make sure it fits you. Oh, yeah. Make sure it fits you. And if you actually can't ride a bike it's not much of a prep we so. can't really go into how to fit a bicycle we know how to do it but it's a whole big long subject i mean there's 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 a zillion youtube videos on it 
if you want to try and do it yourself. But go to a bike shop. But go to a bike shop. Even go to a bike shop and, and get fit. Even if you don't buy the bike, you, they may charge you a little bit for the fitting, but get fit. They'll show you how to fit the bike. Exactly. And then get an idea of what you want. And you know what? Watch Craigslist for good bike. Good bike. Let me give you a couple names, a few names, brand names that we like. But are in no way financially associated with other than we've given them money. Right. <laughs> um, some good names are specialized. Giant. She rides a giant all the time. Um, there are two types of Schwinn. They're the type of Schwinn that they have at Walmart, and then there's the type of Schwinn they have at bike stores. They are different bikes. They have the same name, but they're completely different bikes. And here's how you can tell the difference between the two. The Schwins they sell at Walmart come in one size. If the Schwinn that they sell at the bike store comes in multiple sizes, it's the better quality one. They're not made in the same factory. They have the same name on them. The Schwinn name got bought out by uh, Pacific Bicycles years and years and years ago. And they're the same people that make Murray and Huffy and a lot of the other, you know, junk bike names that, that Wally World and other places like that sell. You know, they're, they're horrible bikes. Um, so Schwinn... If it comes from a bike store, if it comes in multiple sizes, is a good bike. Trek is a good bike. Uh, Raleigh, if you can find them anymore, I don't know if they're still being made, but you see a lot of Raleigh's in the used market, especially if you can find an older Raleigh. They're it's made they in the last USA. forever. The la- yeah, she's her, her porch bike, the one that she rides around town, is a Raleigh, and it's it saw duty as a rental bike on the Katy Trail for 10 years before she bought it. I mean, That's that, hard service right there, being loaned yeah, out to is, a bunch of kids. Dust and dirt. And people don't care about them. And so, so, bonus. When you, you're learning to ride your bike and getting comfortable with using it as a prep, you're improving your health, and that is a significant value prep. We will spend more time on it at a later yeah. podcast. So we're going to do a lot of health stuff in the future, so... There you go. Bicycle. Think about it. Consider it. Start looking around. Summer is the time to bike ride. It's fun. It is something the whole family can do together. So, And to teach you self-reliance. And it teaches good for your kids, too. That's right. And it's a good thing to work on with them, teaching them how to change tires and stuff like that, and do for themselves. So, two thumbs up on bicycles, and then we're going to call this podcast. And um, Have a lovely day. See you next time.